Welcome to the Woman Rising Podcast. I am your host, Ashley Lean Adams. I'm a single mom, entrepreneur, and transformational life coach for women. So here's the thing. I spent almost my entire life being afraid to speak my truth, use my voice, or set healthy boundaries. So now I am on a mission to help as many women as I can learn how to use their voice, speak their truth, and step into their fully expressed, authentic selves. Join me every other week as I have conversations with women who have used their suffering and pain as a platform to step into their power. Because if we are gonna rise, we're gonna do it together. And you are so worthy of having the life that you love. Today I'm talking with my friend Jules Bendy. Y'all, Jules is the kind of person who always thinks big. She was basically running and creating businesses since she was a child because she's always had that mentality and that mindset of how to grow ideas and turn them into something amazing. So this show has lots of juicy tidbits about how to have that mentality of thinking big and growing into things that you're trying to create. Um, She's also really interested in human design. So this episode, she tells us a little bit about that and what that's all about. So super cool stuff. Looking forward to hanging out with you with Jules and here we go. Hi, Jules. Welcome to the Woman Rising podcast. Thank you so much for coming on to hang out with me. Of course, Ashley. Love to be here. Always with you. (laughs) Um, Yes. So Jules is my close friend. We met through the Ascension Leadership Academy, where we've both been doing amazing transformational work. And Jules is a powerhouse. She is amazing. And so um, she owns and operates Zugo Pet and Zugo Bike. And she told me that she's been self-funded and operating her businesses since 2003. So girl, like how old were you when you started your first business? Well, my mom has a little joke saying when I was a child, when I was like four years old, I'd ask her for, you know, my allowance money to buy lemonade. And I would have a lemonade stand on the side of the road. And I was always like, mom, can I have one more lemonade stand? She's like, well, why? I was like, because cars are going both ways. So I want to run across the street. And so, so I'm an entrepreneur pretty much my whole entire life. It's just been in my blood and that's amazing. I know we'll probably dive in this later, but as a manifester in human design, uh, we don't like being told what to do in a big sense. So I'm basically unemployable. So I didn't really have a choice but to design and make my own job. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Well, hey, since you brought it up, um, let's hear what is human design? Wow. So human design, it's uh, so it's so you put your birth date and the exact time you're born and the location into this this human design body graph system. And it develops a body graph and it tells you basically how your genetic design works. If you're a generator, a manifester, projector, reflector, manifesting generator. And it's it's pretty remarkable, it's spot on. It's incorporates a lot of different types of like astrology, Kabbalah, keynotes, like ever, like a lot of stuff. And it helps give you a roadmap to how you operate and how other people's will operate. 
in a consistent form or an inconsistent form. Okay, what do you mean by consistent form or inconsistent form? So there's things called um conditioned and it's conditioned or it's called um defined. So you you're you're able to be how do I explain this properly? You're able to be conditioned in a certain way. Uh, so if you, let's say you have a, a, a defined head in the human design, if it's defined, you're not able to be really conditioned in that head zone. But if you have an open head, you're able to be more open to people's ideas and not really influenced by your ideas. Uh, it's really it's it's quite complicated to explain in under under a couple seconds, but you have gotcha. you have uh, stuff that you're born with in your that you're conscious about, which is the black lines on the human design chart, and then there's the red lines, which is unconscious, which was which was engraved inside your body when you were uh, five months in your mother's womb before being born. So it goes pretty deep. Yeah. Well, so yeah, it sounds like that's quite intricate um, and like a bigger conversation, but what do you, what do you love about it? Well, what I love about it. So if we're hiring somebody, let's say to work in our warehouse, we would ask them to put their information into human design app and send me their chart because technically you're not allowed to ask for people's birth dates legally. So I just say, put your information to this chart, send me your body graph, and you can read their their chart. You can see if they are like a manifester like myself who will not be like being told what to do. We don't really have any energy centers. So we're not really, we're not really like motivated to keep go, 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 go. We'll get burnt out really quickly versus a manifesting generator which has motors and is always on the go, 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 fast moving pace, uh, is able to not get really stressed out in, in very like, you know, let's say fast moving paced environments. So if somebody's, let's say a projector, they're more of a guide, they're one-on-one -on -one with people. Uh, sometimes that could be good as a management for a warehousing position for us, what our experience is that hasn't been a good fit for us. Okay. Interesting. So yeah, you're able to use it to find a good fit for the people that you're trying to hire. Yes. There's a lot of different channels. For instance, there's individual channels, there's tribal and collective. If somebody's extremely individual, normally they wouldn't be fit for a proper uh, leadership role. Uh, because it's more of, I would more look at somebody who's for the collective and for the tribe rather than individual. So it just depends on the person and what their background is, what kind of experience they have as well. That also goes into play with applications and stuff. But from my experience, we try not to focus on very individually um, focused designs. Gotcha. So what like drew you to that in your life? Like what about what in your life drew you to that? Well, I first discovered about human design at Burning Man when I first met Hunter, my husband in 2015, some woman was just randomly saying, yeah, do you know what design you are? And I was like, no, what is human design? Hippie out on me. And she told me about it. And she said, you are a manifester. That's 9% of the population. And I was like, interesting. And so I wanted to learn more. And when I dive into things, I dive deep. 
And so I ended up meeting this amazing woman, Barbara, who ended up mentoring me and I ended up getting classes through her and to be taught the different, um, rave charts and learning human design so I can implement it in my everyday life. And it's been very helpful for my husband and I, and for our daughter Sage. So we raised her by design and it's been extremely helpful for all areas of my life. Oh, wow. That's fascinating. So when you say that you raised her by design, that means that you know her human design and therefore like you interact with her accordingly. Yes, exactly. So she's extremely individual. She does not have any tribal, any collective. So she's going to, uh, she has also the struggle line. So one of the struggle lines is she's going to struggle, struggle, struggle until she figures it out. And then until she figures it out, she won't have to go through that struggle. Mm -hmm. So she's trying to do something, let's say on her own. I let her struggle. I let her struggle it out and she'll get frustrated and she'll get, she'll start whining and crying. And she says, support me, mom, support me, mom. I was like, okay, well, let's try this together. So we try it together and I don't touch her. So I could try this over there and I just let her do it very, she's, she's very individual. Mm -hmm. And when she figures it out, she celebrates. It's, it's a different type of achievement for people who are individual. If they were, she had more tribal lines and less individual, I would be more supportive as in doing it with her, like more hands-on, but yeah. because I know she's very individual, I let her figure it out and then celebrate. Mm. She's extremely independent very independent two-year-old. <laughs> um, that's so good because I know, you know, like a lot of mothers struggle with like wanting to do things for your children. You know, like when you see them suffering through something, it's so hard not to like jump in and save them. So that's awesome that you're letting her like get to the completion of the task and then have the fulfillment from that, you know? Yeah. It's definitely exploring. She's, yeah. she's, she catches on real fast. I'm very proud of her. Well, so tell me your journey of like starting your own. So how old were you when you started your first business? <sighs> um, well, I was 16 years old when I first started a nightclub called The Bad Puppy, Monday nights. And it was with a couple of friends of mine. I was 16 and we wanted a place to dance. And uh, so that was one of my first business adventures. I didn't make any money doing that. It was more of a promoter game on that end. But I guess my first real business was my massage therapy. And that was in 2007. I tried modeling. I tried the acting. It wasn't really for me. Uh, I'm not really one person that would be really good in front of the camera, you can say. So I was like, okay, well, let's try massage therapy. And I mastered it. I literally mastered massage therapy. I then ended up working for this woman called Molly. There was actually a TV show called Molly's Game. I don't know if you've heard it or heard about it, but I worked for Molly and did those high-end poker games. And that's how I started getting my, my clients. There was mostly celebrity clientele and I would sit there and massage them from like 7 p.m. till sometimes seven in the morning just massaging them at the table, their neck massages, back massages, sometimes feet massages, leg massages, and they were just playing poker all night long. And I would, I would get tipped big, big money, you know, so they would only have thousand dollar poker chips in front of them. So they would, you know, I can sometimes make, you know, sometimes 35, $35,000 in one night, just doing poker. Amazing. Yeah. So it was, um, it, it was fun. You know, I'd fly from LA to New York back and forth sometimes just to see the clients. And that's what 
I used, um, for 20 years doing massage therapy, I used that money to build my brand Zugo Pet and Zugo Bike with my husband. I invested in real estate. I tried the leveraging margin gold and silver. That was interesting process to learn. And yeah, so I was tried the gold and silver investing and the market crashed. Uh, I don't know if a lot of you guys remember that, but I was the one that waking up at five o'clock in the morning, screaming my lungs off like my money's gone. So it was, yeah, it was like, uh, that's unforgettable when that happens to you. I can't imagine. Yeah. So yeah, I've been on the entrepreneur journey for quite some time. Yeah. So what inspired you to start Zugo Pet? My dog, Russell, I call him Russell the Love Muscle. He was the most adorable chihuahua ever, a rescue dog. He was beaten up and he had like scars on his face and like all these scabs. And he was like skinny and like scared. And I was like, oh, he's perfect. Let's take him home. Let me save this dog. Like, you know, us women, we're like, let's save you. I want to save you and fix you and just patch you up and pet you and kiss on you. And well, Russell, the love muscle had extremely bad anxiety issues. So I had to come up with an invention that would help with his anxiety. So I ended up inventing Jet Setter. Jet Setter is a multifunctional bag that helps dogs with motion sickness and anxiety in the car. And that's how Zuga Pet started. Okay. And that's when I incorporated and I was like, what should I call this thing? It's like a zoo to go. It's like you go, zoo go. Okay, zoo go. So Z-U, make it like zoo, like, you know, like a fancy zoo. Yeah. Uh, and instead of Z-O-O, I was like zoo, like, or you. And you go, and then I was like, wait a sec, I can use this for a lot of different things. Zugo pet, Zugo bike, Zugo baby. I can just do a whole entire line. So I always think big. I don't ever want to limit my thinking because as you know, Ashley from ALA, it's like you can only grow as large as your fish tank. Right? Because if you put a little goldfish in a tank, you're like, this is the tank. You the fish will only grow to the size of the tank. But if you get a massive big aquarium, you can grow into a massively large fish. And that's what I want to be. I want to keep I don't want to limit myself. I want to keep growing as massively large as possible and keep expanding and learning and knowing that I know absolutely nothing. So I can keep learning and teaching and expanding my knowledge. Yeah. Just like you. So for any women out there who are like, man, I have an idea. Like I would love to start a business. Like what would be your sort of like words of wisdom for them of how to just like take some first steps? Well, the one thing I heard was um, from one thing I heard from Elon Musk was if you need words of encouragement as an entrepreneur, don't be an entrepreneur. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you need to have grit. You need to have grit and you need to realize that you are jumping in to a massive ocean and you, you need to learn how to swim. But if you're intimidated at first, the first thing I would suggest to somebody is take baby steps, take baby steps, put your ideas down, get organized. Organization is the key to success. Like no ifs, buts, or what's um, to stay focused. Don't, don't be like squirrel, like squirrel, 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 squirrel. And you, cause yeah. ideas will keep coming to you. <sighs> Just keep track of them. Keep track of them. Journal, 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 
start a business, get a logo, get a website. Um, if you're inventing, it's a, it's a big, it's a, that's a big can of worms. So it's, it's a, we can do the whole five hour talk about how to start launching businesses and prototyping and sourcing and all that stuff. I don't know how deep you want to dive right now. <laughs> yeah, we don't have five hours, but um, it sounds like a good like online course you could start. <laughs> yeah, let's add that onto my my uh, my list. <laughs> right, right. Well, so um, what brought you to ALA? So my friend Lori Taylor, she's the founder of True Dog. True Dog. Uh, she ended up selling it when it was like, uh, I think it was uh, on the, I think it was a New York Stock Exchange. I, don't quote me on this, but uh, it was like rated at like over a hundred and something million when she sold it. And she said, Jules, I really want you to look into this thing called ALA. And I was like, eh, no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know, the whole conversation you normally would have with someone like, I'm like, okay. And she's like, well, I'm going to pay for it for you. And you can pay me back whenever you want. It's in San Diego. I really want you to take this. And I know this is going to really help you. And I was like, okay, sure. All right, cool. Took me three years. I got pregnant with Sage and they said, you can't do it when you're pregnant. So I was like, okay, this must be extremely intense. I'm that's actually more curious. I'm like, wait, wait, I can't do it now that I'm pregnant. Like I got time now, you know, like right, <laughs> do it. Right. It's the perfect time. And so... Yeah. So, um, and it's kind of like, was on the backwasher, you know, life happened, uh, Zugo bike was taking off Zugo pet. And then Lori came to visit in Austin and she's like, I want to introduce you to this woman called Jenna. Her name is Jenna. I was like, great, sure. Let's do it. So I went out with Ron Lynch and David Gonzalez and Jenna and, and Lori, we all went to dinner in the middle of COVID which was fun. And it's like people. Yay. And she sat down. She's like, this is Jenna. She's the founder of ALA, the one, uh, the program I enrolled you in. I was like, oh, interesting. She's like, yeah, Jenna. I was like, I'm going to have it in Austin, Texas. I was like, cool. Sign, like I'm in, like it's already been paid for. Let's do it. And that's when my life changed. So what, what changed about your life? I had a lot of different limiting beliefs holding me back, uh, preventing me from truly trusting and loving people. One of the first breakthroughs I had in ALA was, if you loved me, you will eventually hurt me. And if you haven't hurt me, you will. And that was from patterns from my life. It was a pattern that kept repeating itself over and over and over again. And I was, I wanted to know why. And that's what I learned through breakthrough is be, do, have, be fear, do fear, have fear, be love, do love, have love. And I choose love. I am not choosing fear anymore. Yeah. How have you seen that realization like change your life or have you seen your life change from, from coming to that realization? Mm -hmm. My relationships are better. I have closer friendships. I ask for support. I no longer ask for help because I am no longer a victim. Mm -hmm. Support is one thing my daughter now asks for. Love we that. removed help out of our vocabulary. 
unless you really cannot do something. You're like, I need help, but it's a different energy. Sage says, support, support, support me, support me, mom. I was like, yes, I would love to support you. But when she says help, I was like, are you not able to do this yourself? She says, no. It's like, okay, well, let's do this together. And then we can change that word to support because then you're going to learn how to do this. Yeah. So there's a different energy attachment to it. But yeah, it's, it's uh, allowing more abundance to come into my life, getting rid of the victim mentality, getting rid of the fear mentality is freeing. And I have been receiving more abundance and more love and more gratitude in my life ever since I dropped that limiting belief. Yeah. And it's freeing. It's lights. It's like you're flowing. It's like dancing through life and I'm loving it. Yeah. I love this. That's amazing. If you could take like that lesson or if you could go back to yourself when you were like 20, what, what would you say to your 20 year old self? Ooh. Trust the process. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trust the process. Yeah. And the process means you. You are the process. You are the author and the designer of your life. And you get to write any damn story you want to write. So write a good one because it's going to happen. So what ending and what beginning do you want to have in the next chapter? And that's up to you. Yeah. So do you do intention setting? Every single morning now. Every single month morning I do that. I say, what am I creating today? I wake up, I breathe. It's like today I am creating openness. And then I say openness. Why did I choose openness? So if you choose a certain word and you're trying to be curious about that word that you chose for the morning, saying, where am I holding that word to some sort of resistance through my day? What am I not open to that I normally wouldn't choose that word? It's like, okay. And then I kind of like sit down and I analyze why I chose that word in, in some form. And I was like, okay, I wouldn't probably have been open to this and why? So why am I choosing openness for this? And I just figure it out. I just choose a word that is fitting for that day and making sure that word attaches to my vision. Yeah. So you have, what kind of time do you spend in creating sort of like an overarching vision versus like the daily intentions? For me, visions change monthly. Because I'm able to manifest things in my life extremely fast, I'm now learning how to stretch myself. As you know, uh, for our personal goals that we have in ALA, yeah, I'm almost completed one of my PSPs that's been taking me almost three years to do. And I've, I've almost accomplished it in under three months. Wow. So 
now I'm saying, why have I been limiting myself to success? Where else in my life have I not stretched myself? And why have I, why have I limited myself to thinking small? And then there comes a time where you sit back and you think, okay, this was brought up by maybe me not feeling worthy, imposter syndrome, reaching a certain success in my business and still not believing that it actually is successful. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure. It's just the visions change, like I said, every month. And, but I do have a long-term vision and that, that is, that's solid, that, that long-term vision, I will continuously hold on to because that's the end goal. Yeah. Are you open to sharing your long-term vision or is that? Uh, not at this point. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So how, um, how often do you check back in for your like large vision? Like once a month you sit down or is that a weekly thing? Like, what does that look like for you? Every single time I, I set a monthly goal. So I would say to answer a question, it, it's pretty much weekly. Okay. I say, how, how am I, how is this monthly goal going to get me to my all around vision of my life? Yeah. And so that's like, that's weekly, because if you set a goal to something and it's not going to reach you to your monthly goal, then it's not going to reach you to your end game goal. Right. So constantly checking in. And some people are like, that's exhausting. I was like, you know, what's even more exhausting is not pushing yourself. Right. Or not being clear on what you want so that you're, you're not even consciously working towards it. True. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, any more nuggets of like inspiration that you would like to give to a woman who is um, just sort of struggling to step into herself and her freedom before we end our talk? <sighs> Never stop believing in yourself. There's been times where I felt alone, sad, that when I was, when I was pregnant with Sage launching Zuko bike with my husband, we had $15,000 in the bank account. We were like, we put all our money all in and we were scared, yeah. but we held the vision. When you dive deep and you know that this is going to work and you truly have faith that it's going to work that there's no B or C plan and you go all in, magic can happen. Yeah. So don't yeah. doubt your superpowers. Don't doubt it because you got it. Nobody can do what you do. If somebody can do what you do, then we'd all have the same ideas. We'd right. all have the same visions and you know inspirations is we don't so be you do you and make some magic
your kids are counting on you. Yeah. Be that superhero mom and that hero that you were made to be. <laughs> awesome. Oh my gosh. I love it. What a perfect way to wrap up. Well, thank you, love, so much for coming on to chat with me. And I look forward to continue to witness your beautiful journey. I love you, Ashley, so much. Love you too, girl. All right. I'm inspired by you. Thanks so much for hanging out, y'all. Come find me at AshleyLeanAdams.com or on Instagram at AshleyLeanAdams. Share this with a girlfriend who needs to hear it. I love you. You are worthy. And remember, use your voice.